United Methodists prosper because of Moravian influence. Theologian Dallas Willard taught that God's intention is for your family of origin to bless you, giving you the opportunity to bless them in return and then eventually other people. Blessing is a settled way of life for all of us. So God's design for family is blessing. It's nothing less and nothing more. Our souls were made to be blessed, and we can't survive without blessing. If your family failed to bless you, I believe it's the job of the church to bless you and to teach you how to bless other people. The book of Numbers tells a story about how God gives Aaron, Moses' brother, the words to bless the people of Israel. It's sometimes called the priestly blessing or Aaron's blessing, and we use it as a benediction in our community, but so do many other Christian and Jewish communities. Here are these words from the sixth chapter of Numbers, beginning with verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. Amen. The Bible describes... And Dallas Willard also taught that there are two basic ways we treat people, two stances we take toward one another, blessing and cursing. To bless is to acknowledge the power and the goodness of another. To curse is to project indifference or harm. On May the 10th in 1908, three years after her own mother's death, Anna Jarvis held a memorial ceremony to honor her mother and mothers everywhere at a Methodist Episcopal church in Grafton, West Virginia. This was the very first Mother's Day in 1908. Jarvis valued the symbolism of the white carnation, and here's how she described it on that day. She wrote, its whiteness is to symbolize the truth purity, and charity of a mother's love. Its fragrance symbolizes a mother's prayer. The carnation does not drop petals, but hugs them to its heart as it dies. A mother's love never dies. Did you know that when you give a white carnation on Mother's Day, you are also giving a blessing? You are giving the blessing that was written by the woman who founded the holiday. The blessing of the white carnation is, your prayer is sweet, your love is pure and never-ending. But there's more to the story of Anna Jarvis. For the rest of her life, Jarvis fought mightily against the commercialization of Mother's Day. She also wrote this, a printed card means nothing except that you are too lazy to write the woman who has done more for you than anything in the world. And candy? You take a box to your mother and eat most of it yourself. Pretty sentiment. Jarvis cursed 
the floral and greeting card industries. And later in her life, she organized a petition to rescind Mother's Day. She did that. However, her efforts to rescind Mother's Day came to a halt when she was placed in the Marshall Square Sanatorium of Westchester, Pennsylvania, and people connected with the floral and greeting card industries paid to keep her there. To bless and to curse, Anna Jarvis knew how to do both. But actually, actually we all do. It's quite easy to curse, to project harm or indifference, to acknowledge the weakness of another. We can do this with words, but we can also do this with silence, with the shrug of a shoulder or the raise of an eyebrow. John Ortberg wrote, The better you know someone, the better you know someone, the more subtly and cruelly you can curse them. But blessing is different. Blessing is different because it takes focus and attention and time. To bless another is to think good, to feel good, to will good, and to communicate good with our bodies. It is an alignment of the will, the heart, and the body for the good of another person. When you think blessing, think hokey pokey. Because when you bless another person, you put your whole self in. One of my favorite things about watching the Summer Olympics four years ago in 2016 was watching gymnastics. But it wasn't the gymnasts that entertained me as much as it was the parents of the gymnasts. Remember the parents of Allie Raisman, Lynn and Rick Raisman? When their daughter Allie was competing, man, they squirmed and uh, they leaned and they mouthed Allie's routine. They had that thing memorized from their seats. They were competing on the floor with their daughter. That, I believe, is a good image of a parent's blessing. From the stands, or from the seats of an auditorium, or heck, now it's from the other room while my child takes a final. I've done it. I have put my will and my heart and my body all in there for the good of my kid. One of my lifelines right now is a podcast It's a podcast called The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos. I learned about Santos when I was researching for a sermon in the spring, but I need her now. She recently, on her podcast, compared the benefits of griping and gratitude. A gripe is something that is annoying enough to complain about, but it's not annoying enough to do anything about it. So it seems to be, a gripe seems to be a good way to vent, to get the negative emotions out, to bind us to other people, but actually our minds mislead us here. Recent research says that people who complain have worse emotional health, physical well-being, and relational satisfaction. It is instead gratitude that is the interpersonal emotion. Gratitude binds us to other people. People who count their blessings 
show a 23% lower level of stress hormones. They reduced their dietary fat intake by a quarter, by 25%. They sleep better, and they are less depressed. At the end of this particular podcast, Dr. Santos describes a practice that she calls a gratitude visit. The emotional payoff of a gratitude visit can lift the mood for weeks, even a month, she says. Here's the simple practice. You think of someone that you care a lot about, and then you sit down and you write a genuine heartfelt note. Then you read it to them, preferably in person. Sounds scary? Most people think it's scary, We assume that sincerely expressing thanks will be weird and awkward, and we focus on our competence when we are selecting the words. However, what's true is that the recipient could care less about our competence and instead focuses on and is drawn to the warmth and the meaning of what we say. This practice of a gratitude visit It's basically blessing another person. It does them good. But surprisingly enough, it does us good also. Old Testament professor Matthew Schlem wrote a book titled 70 Hebrew Words That Every Christian Should Know. And guess what? Bless is one of those 70 words. And I learned this week that the Hebrew word for bless is strikingly similar to the Hebrew word for knee, as in the middle part of your leg. Knee. There's a biblical connection, believe it or not, between knees and blessing. And there are two possibilities. First, knees are often mentioned when children are born. The knees of the mother, but also knees of grandparents. The grandfather is mentioned in the Bible. This is a reminder in Hebrew. We don't get the connection in English. But in Hebrew, it's a reminder that children are a blessing to parents and grandparents, and probably also that parents and grandparents are to be a blessing to their, to their children and grandchildren. But also in the Bible, and often in the Bible, When people are praying, they fall to their knees. During the dedication of the temple in 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon prays on his knees. Then he rises from kneeling and he blesses the gathered assembly and then he turns and blesses the Lord. So Solomon, standing after kneeling in prayer, and then blessings just flow out of him in every direction. And Matt Schlem makes this wonderfully powerful observation that when God and people are mixed together, new things emerge. We call these new things blessings, and blessings, I'm using the word here as a noun, blessings are the byproducts of divine human reactions. When we take the time and the space to attend to God and what God is up to, the result is an act of creation. The result is something new, and it's something good. Our scripture passage today 
consists of the most famous verses of the book of Numbers. And archaeologists have found these words on scrolls and on jewelry dating as far back as 700 years before Jesus. There are three lines in this blessing. The name God, the name Yahweh, the Lord shows up once in each line. And there are two verbs in each of the three lines. Bless and keep, shine and grace, lift and peace. In Hebrew, there's a pattern that we don't get in English. The number of words, the number of consonants, the number of syllables all have this patterned increase. So words, consonants, and symbols all have a patterned increase as the lines progress, as the blessing progresses. And Schlem calls this a rising crescendo. And it rises to the end, which is peace. Shalom. Ellen Davis teaches that blessings always tend toward peace. Blessings always move in that direction. They always lend, lean toward peace. And peace for the faithful has this broad, rich meaning of fullness, wholeness, completeness, harmony. Well, Anna Jarvis was not the first to come up with the idea for Mother's Day. She got the idea from her own mother, Ann Jarvis, and her mother's good friend, Julia Ward Howe. Julia Ward Howe was a suffragist and a poet who wrote, among other things, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. She also wrote a collection of lectures titled, Is Polite Society Polite? And I've just added that collection of essays to my reading list this week. In 1870, Howe wrote a Mother's Day proclamation where she asked for a day every year where women women around the world would gather together, would join together for peace. Peace doesn't just mean silence. Although, don't get me wrong, moms like that. Peace acknowledges that we are interconnected. Because true peace, true peace leads to harmony. It leads to wholeness. My well-being is connected to your well-being and his and hers and everyone's. That's peace. That's shalom. So if you bless anyone today, if you acknowledge the goodness and power in anyone, God included, you've done Mother's Day right. Would you pray with me? Blessed are you, Lord, our God, sovereign of the universe. We acknowledge your power and goodness, and we seek your will. As a good mother creates and consoles, Lord, so do you. Console us with the presence of your Holy Spirit in this strange time of uncertainty and loss. And hold our attention. Hold our attention long enough that blessings will emerge around us. 
We ask this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen.